Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. Hello and welcome back into another edition of Cardinals Corner, an Arizona sports podcast after every single Cardinals game. And the Cardinals start 2023 the way they ended 2022. And that, Tyler Drake, that is with a loss. 20-19, the Arizona Cardinals lose to the Atlanta Falcons, falling to 4-12 on the season. Arizona sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake. I am Eric Ruby. We are here to talk about the David Blau masterpiece. Tyler, how are you doing? Holy cow, it was David Blau. Man, that's been building up inside of you. I could see the smile on your face. You messaged me. <laughs> you messaged me about that when Blau was announced as the starter. You're like, uh, man, I got this title. I got this this little this little intro. Holy cow, David Blau. Like, I hope yep. it, they use it, but the website didn't use it. But here on Cardinals Corner, Tyler, this, is your, this is your playground. Yeah. We can use it. And Hey, man, at this point of the season, you can kind of do whatever you want. The Cardinals are trotting out their fourth starting quarterback in four different weeks. Rough. First, it was Kyler Murray. Then it was Colt McCoy. Then it was Trace McSorley. And now it's David Blau. See, right. that rhymed too. Mm-hmm. Blau had an okay game. I guess we just kind of got to get it out of the way. 24 for 40, 222 yards, a touchdown to Trey McBride, his first of his career. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that any Cardinals fan can take away from David Blau in week 16? 17. 17? I think there's a, I think there's a couple things. One, I think for being the fourth different starting quarterback, I thought he passed the eye test for the most of the game. He had the sack really early, second play, David Au. But, <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that, you know, I thought it wasn't – I thought it could have been a lot worse. And I think it shows that David Blau – probably has a leg up or two over Trace McSorley moving into the last week if they don't want to go Colt McCoy. I think we saw, you know, Kyler Hurt, not going to play the next game. Colt Hurt, not going to play the next game. Trace didn't perform well, not going to play. David Blau stepped up. I thought he did what the team asked of him. I thought he got, you know, they really were complimentary with the passing game and the run game for for a good part of that, at least the first half. And I just... I. I I think people are left. I, I didn't see a lot of people mad about them losing. I saw a lot no. of people. I saw a lot of people actually like this was a kind of entertaining game. Close game could have been really bad, ugly, whatever you want to call it. And instead, it was almost a Cardinals win, but it's still kind of a victory because they don't That's ruin almost, their draft position. It's almost the goal at this point. And. It's, and I hate to even say no, it. No, it I hate to say it. Because you, you want to see them win for J.J. He announces his retirement. We're going to talk more about that in a minute. You kind of want to see them just win for themselves, for yeah, the guys, pride. on a personal level. But in a big picture, large scale, everybody is acknowledging that Every single loss at the end of the season is actually beneficial. Yep. John Gambadora wrote it in the rapid reactions that we have up on ArizonaSports.com, where we also have all of Tyler's great work as he is the beat reporter for the Cardinals. But Gamble basically says, like, I know it's hard to maybe root for and pull for your team to lose, but at this point, the higher the draft position, the better your odds are at either making a deal or drafting a generational talent. And we're going to do... A lot of talk about the draft later. Once the draft order is set, basically all you need to know is that if the Cardinals lose, it increases their chances of getting a higher pick. If they win, it doesn't. But basically, they're not going to get a top two pick either But way. they won't fall out of the top six. Right. It's going to be at least a top six. Yeah. It'll most likely be a top four, maybe a top three. 
Probably not going to be a top. I thought Bickley said it perfectly when he he said uh, in his column today. He said (laughs) the Cardinals' loss felt like the victory, and I think that's yeah, that's really what it was. It wasn't a complete like bore fest. Obviously, there's a lot of field goals. There's only one touchdown scored by Trey McBride, but uh, you know that's kind of where we're at. When real fans are like, you know, oh what. David, how could you guys <laughs> root David for a Howe. loss? Yeah, David, how I tried to fit it in there. It went a lot. <laughs> it went a lot smoother in my head, and I'm not going to edit this out. I'm not going to mark it you because can't. that's just embarrassing. But almost as embarrassing as almost missing your first career NFL touchdown, oh. Trey McBride. He got there eventually. Slip and slide second, all the way in for a second after he catches the ball. He turns around. You see nothing but field and turf front of monster. Him. And he gets tripped up. But what did you see from Trey McBride? He had a pretty good great game. He was their leader in receptions. Uh, seven receptions, 78 yards, four touchdown. He barely got the touchdown, but he did. He still did. His best game of his Easily. career. Yeah, this was it was Trey Day in Atlanta. And the ATL, as they say. Uh, I thought he played solid. I thought this was kind of one of those games where everybody... like. This is kind of the thing that I think everybody expected to see out of Trey, and now he's getting more time. I think him and David Blau had a really good connection, and I think moving forward, this is exactly what you want to see from a rookie, and especially getting the extra reps with Zacherts done for the season. And, you know, he's progressing. You know, Cliff said after the game that he still needs to do a couple more things, you know, improve his blocking here and there, uh, some, of more there some of the more little details, but... Also mentioned, you know, he has a skill set to be a really impactful player. They've used him primarily as a blocker this moving, entire season. And moving forward, he says, you know, this could could really pay dividends next season, get Zach and Trey together and really see what this tandem can do because I just, I think it's got to be Zach and Trey next season but because I don't also, see Max Williams coming back. No, I don't see that either, unfortunately. But also with, with Ertz, he's older. This is a pretty significant knee injury. You really want to see a lot more out of McBride now because Ertz might not be the Ertz that everybody has known and loved for years, let alone since he's been to the Valley. The security blanket that he's been, you just don't know if he's still going to be that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a career game from Trey McBride and the second to last career game for JJ Watt. Yeah. He gets a to a sack to get to double digit sacks on the season first time since 2018, I believe. 2018 gained double digit sacks, but the big news earlier this week Tyler JJ Watt tweets, "Hey, it was my son's my son Koa's first NFL home game and my last." And my last. Was that like a bomb basically to the Cardinals media room? Like where did that come out of nowhere? Was there any Rumbling or speculation. I mean, about I was that? I was sitting at my house. I think we we're having breakfast or something, and I looked down and I was like, "Oh, cool!" He posted a picture of his kid. You know, obviously that was a big thing. Everybody saw it, and you know, he left really emotional. He got off the field and was very emotional leaving. But obviously, I'm not going to speculate on what's going on. Maybe he was bummed about the loss, something else. But then you see that it all kind of comes together, and and it was a shock, yeah, for a lot of us. But Talking to, you know, Vance and Cliff and everybody else, I think they kind of had an idea weeks in advance. I think JJ had an an idea before that. They didn't know he was going to tweet it like he did. Colt McCoy tried to play off that he didn't know, but he did know for like three weeks. Vance Joseph like three weeks. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously taking back, I figured if he was going to do it, he would do it at the end of the season. But then again... Why not have a? Why not? I mean, why not get your flowers right, the last couple and that's games? The thing is, I'm glad he is getting his flowers because he has had quite the seesaw of car, of a Cardinals tenure. I mean, obviously, one of the greatest defensive players, one of the greatest players the NFL has ever seen, one of the greatest stories football and sports have ever seen, and one of the greatest human beings. Yeah. 
that athletics period has ever seen an incredible career. But since he became a Cardinal, his most memorable moment was announcing that he was going to be a Cardinal and him getting hurt and him getting hurt. So I'm glad that one, this season could have gone a very different way from him for him. Mm-hmm. The heart AFib, the, yeah. the uh, rhythmic disruption of his heart, like in the middle of the season, having to get your heart yeah. reset. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Having a down year before because of injuries, but coming out this year, and what, he missed the first game, right? Because of a calf? Calf, yeah. But other than that, he's, he's played. Now he's in double-digit sacks. He's getting his incentives. I mean, from a play he standpoint... He got his heart shocked and came back and played. Like, I mean, from, yeah. from, a, from a play standpoint, you wouldn't think this guy is close to retiring. And it's everything that everybody last year ripped him for. Because his availability, I mean, for the money that he was getting paid, everybody... There was a lot of Cardinals fans that were like, why did we do this? Why did we do this? And I mean... One, if you're close enough to the team, you see that outside influence to what the younger guys like him. And like, I'm telling you right now, he's going to be retired. But Zach Allen is going to carry a lot of what J.J. Watt does moving forward. You've seen a lot of it in hard knocks and even outside of hard knocks yeah. as well. Just the interviews, anything like that. Him and Cam Thomas, yep. him and Zach Another Allen. One, yep. And I think that that was something because a big topic of conversation. We even touched on it on the show a couple weeks ago was how much are you going to pay J.J. Watt of the offseason? Because he's having such a good season. He could command a lot of money. Yeah. And a big part of the reason for people arguing that you keep J.J., you pay J.J., even if you might be in a rebuild year, is because of how much of a mentor he yep. is to young, young guys like Zach Allen, who's eligible for his contract extension, and rookies like Cam Thomas, or just in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, J.J. Watt sets the tone mm-hmm. so much that even Jesse Lucchetta wants a J.J. Watt signed jersey, even when he's... Uh, some teeth out. Which, he played. Yeah, he didn't even what? take... I don't even think he'd take a practice day off. What? What the hell? Yeah, that's, have you ever gotten your wisdom teeth out? No, I still got them, and I don't want to ever get them out, man, because I'm not trying to go through. My that. brother, try to play NFL football after doing that. That's insane. No, how the hell did he do that? I remember when I got my tonsils out one time, and I felt like I was down for. That sounds. I know I for, haven't had for weeks. tonsils, but that sounds. Worse. So I feel like wisdom teeth would be. I no, dude. My cousin had a really bad wisdom teeth dude, story, so I'm good. And he was. <laughs> I mean, he was hopped up. I mean, if you haven't seen the video, go into the Arizona Sports app, ArizonaSports.com. JJ Watt basically says, "I got a bunch of texts and." People, you know, when I reaching out when I retired and I got this number who I didn't know who FaceTime me uh, and a voice memo. a voice memo and it's Jesse Lucetta going, hey, JJ, I just need to get a Yeah. Bye, JJ. Arizona Cardinals Twitter accounts got it. You've probably seen it. I wrote on it, too. Yeah. You've probably seen it somewhere or another if you're listening to this. But yeah, that's it opens up a lot for this offseason because. Now you don't have the debate of do you pay J.J. Watt or do you not. He's gone. That opens up a lot of room, a lot of maybe maneuverability when it comes to handing out contracts. For whoever is going to be signing right. those guys. But that's the thing. There's so mm-hmm. many guys on this team mm-hmm. who are going to be a free agents this offseason. So Tyler, important people. Important people. So who's number one on Tyler Drake's list? You are the interim general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. Congratulations. I knight you, Tyler Drake. Cool. Who's number one on the priority list? Um, Zach Allen. And I think J.J. Watt, Watt leaving. I mean, Zach Allen was probably my number one guy going into the offseason. Mm-hmm. But J.J. Watt leaving now, you have to. That much if more you want, If you want a J.J. White, Watt type of prototype guy, you want that kind of mentorship to bleed into other young guys from Zach Allen, that's what you do. You, you pay him money. 
You have to throw money at this He's guy. He's had a great season. He's going to get money somewhere else. He's had a great you season. You need to be ready to, to open up the the checkbook and give this guy some money because he definitely deserves it. He has taken so many steps. He seems like 20 times more of a professional now. I mean, the dude is just on his stuff. I mean, this is this is an NF, this is the makeup of an NFL player you want to keep around. This is a franchise type guy. A cornerstone. Yes. And so you, and if you're rebuilding, that's one of those first pieces you have to bring back. You know what you're going to get out of him and then build around him for the line. Especially if you're going to draft another defensive player. Maybe an edge rusher. I mean, but that then that too that adds more to that side too now. Right, but you still want to make somebody like again who could step into maybe JJ Watt's shoes because if there's anything we've seen with the Cardinals is that they have a hard time taking their draft picks and utilizing them right away where they should be. But fair is fair. Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons. Simmons has had a more interesting season than Zayvon. Zayvon Simmons is safety now. Right. Zayvon has had just a rock solid season, but yeah. Where did we think we were going to end up at the end of this season when we were talking about him lining up with the safeties in in camp? It's, it's been obviously every year. been the plan. Every year at it's training been camp, the plan. He's been with the safeties. So it's yeah, it's it, when when Vance told us, yeah, we're going to see Isaiah and Chris Banjo. And I said, this is it, it's like <laughs> our lead editor Kevin Zimmerman sent me a message that goes, "Time's just a flat circle." Because yep. this is literally a story we've written four or five times. <laughs> this entire season, this entire season has been a flat circle because Literally, injury, loss, injury, loss, bad news breaks, injury, loss, bad news breaks, injury, loss, bad news breaks, injury, loss, bad news breaks. It's just, it's repeat. It's been since the initial playoff loss to the Rams. And Kellen Olsen was filling in for Gambo on the Burns and Gambo show yesterday or a couple days ago, and they were going through like kind of the year in review, looking back at 2022, going into 2023, blah, 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 the classic stuff. Mm-hmm. And Kellen Olsen just ran it off like 10 minutes, not even, it wasn't 10 minutes, it was like three or four minutes of the entire Kyler saga. Just the Kyler contract saga. Oh, we've talked in length about that. Oh, yeah. That was all the Cardinals Corner talked well, no, about. No, me and Kellen offseason. have talked in length about well, that. Kellen's a huge Kyler guy in general. And we also ran a poll, and this is actually an interesting question. Have you given up on Kyler Murray? Because you're shaking your head. If you give, I don't agree with I mean, it. I just, if you've given up on Kyler Murray, what do you. Are 40%. You, like, 40% ah. of Cardinals fans who had answered that poll have given up on Kyler Murray. Ugh. Is that unfair of them? I mean, I, uh, I think it is. I mean, the guy. I'm, then let him know why. I'm not saying I disagree with you. I think I think as much as there is blame to put on Kyler, he's definitely regressed this season. You've got to look at everything else that's played a factor in this game or in this season. I mean, obviously, and this uh, I don't even want to say this, but Hopkins not playing the first six games. They should have been able to figure out a way to to. They said they were going work to work around able that. Yes. Yeah, so every time I have to say this, I also have to give that disclaimer of like I hate to even say it, but you've got to include that Marquis Hollywood Brown going the IR at one point. You've got the uh, just all of the injuries along the offensive line. I mean Rodney Hudson done. I would assume, even though he could be back next week, but he hasn't played since like week could four. Could you imagine week eighteen? He's not. Rodney Hudson returns. I would. I Why would, on earth would he do that? I would bet a car payment that he's not playing, bro. I bet my entire year's salary. <laughs> so basically, the same thing. Oh my Ayo. god. Okay, so we ran a poll on Burns and Gambo. Uh, final results: two thousand two hundred seventy-one votes. Four years into his career, with a massive five-year contract extension looming, have you given up on Kyler Murray? Forty-two percent 
said yes. Fifty-eight percent said no. Let me read some of the comments from Big Stavo six two three. I think Stavos. I've talked to him a, ta- a couple times. He's always at the Cardinals games. If Michael moved on from Kyler, I'd be indifferent and really didn't give a blank as long as they had a plan. Another one from Warren Brannock. Well, Absolutely not. <laughs> give him a coach and GM that can act as a mentor and give him a shot and he'll be fine. Chris Gutierrez, not even close. I've given up on the front office, though. But then here's Patrick Toto. 100% given up on him. I wasn't happy when they drafted him. That's just... Yep, this is from Bobby. Yep, I started to give up on the dude after the playoffs, but the antics into the offseason, dude divided the fan base, showed no remorse about his play in the playoffs, but was more concerned about getting money. Let's not forget that the Cardinals were also part of that whole back and forth in the offseason people. Correct. A lot of needs a new head coach, needs a new system. Some people are saying game over. Some people are saying, why didn't you take Nick Bosa? <laughs> I, no. no. I, look, this, is, this, this was my response to all this. Kyler is not perfect. And Kyler left a lot to be desired this year. He did not take that next step. However... Could you really expect him to take that next step when the entire organization was basically crumbling around him? Yeah, exactly. When coaches were shuffling in and out because of off-the-field issues, because your head coach said that they planned for something and they didn't plan for something. Your defense has players moving around all over the place. Like, every single week, week in and week out, it was injuries. It was basically the organization failing Kyler. And not that Kyler was so good that he overcame that because he wasn't. And and that is on him. Mm Mm-hmm. But to say that you've given up on him is is ridiculous. But I understand the health concerns. A young, speedy quarterback who's on the smaller side really messing up his knee. Yeah. No. That's tough. That's, that's, that's tough. But you need to see how he responds. You can't just go, yep, he's done. He's not coming back. I mean, it's just it even the even the whole injury timeline. I think we all need to take a second and realize like that's probably happening what? In two days, let's see what let's see what is said after the fact when they go in there and actually do some digging into that knee and see what's really going on before we go and say, oh, we could be back by October. It's like, no, let's see what happens because you never know what they're going to see in there as opposed to what they saw on x-rays or MRIs, whatever you want to call it. This is from Red Bird Gang. I just love scrolling through some of these comments. Get like an idea inside of Cardinals fans' heads. Yes, I don't believe a great coach will want to keep Kyler. Linehart 2.0. That's a little bit brutal. Yeah. That's a little bit brutal. But look, man, for every single, it's the coach, it's not the coach, for every single, it's the GM, it's the people around him, whatever, there are people who have given up on Kyler Murray. And to be honest with you, I think they had given up on him a year ago. These are people who seem like they've been out on Kyler Murray. Since they drafted him. Right. Since they drafted him number one overall. And if that's your prerogative, then fine. That's your prerogative. But you don't have the counter to the argument if they've gotten better every season. Nope. Like this season has not been good for the Kyler Murray agenda, which we have been accused of pushing multiple times. But Mm -hmm. we just tell it like it is, Tyler. That's just the way that it is. Yeah. But it. It has not been like a, wow, look at the 2022 season in review. Kyler really made himself look good on or off the field. No. He didn't. No. He didn't. 
So now you go into an offseason where basically your entire roster is in flux. You have most likely a top five draft pick, possibly mm-hmm. a top three draft pick. Mm-hmm. You've got guys that you need to resign, guys that are retiring. Tyler, it's a really weird time to be an Arizona Cardinals fan. Mm-hmm. So what would you say they need to look for in the last week? Is there anything when they play the 49ers that those diehards who are watching the game, who are about to head into an offseason full of uncertainty, can say, hey, that's a bright spot for next season? Yeah, I mean, I think the continued play of Trey McBride, I think that's that's a good one for sure. Definitely keep track on him. Uh, you know, James Conner. I think just having him back healthy, he left the game today with a uh, shin injury, so seeing him healthy and him ending things on a good note would be solid. And yeah, I think it's just more so about the young guys. That's really what it's... I mean, yeah, obviously lose. It's for the... for. uh, I hate saying that, though. For somebody that used to play, like... Used to play sports all the time, like, growing up, man. Like, come on. Like, you never want to go out there and lose a game. And it's hard, like, it, but you have to think of the big picture sometimes. And, yeah, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. You, a loss does not hurt you at this point. But outside of that, I think you watch the young guys. I would love to see if Alicia Smith could take over some center snaps. That'd be nice. We talk, When we talked to him, he talked a he lot. He wants to be the center. He talked a lot about talking with Rodney and talking about taking center snaps. Let's see him do it. They need a center. Billy Price will not be the center next year. In my opinion, I don't think so. I hope not. So, I mean, give the guy a shot. MyJ Sanders, give him more time. Cam Thomas, give him more time. Christian Matthew, give him more time. I mean, at this point, Christian Matthew's getting more time because everybody else is hurt in the secondary, but it's just all about the young guys. It's all about seeing if the game plan could still work with whoever's running quarterback. I thought today was decent. I didn't think it was the worst call the game of Cliff's career by any means. And I think it's... The worst quarterback that's out there, the better he calls plays. Well, and that's the thing, and it's it's almost like it's it's almost interesting to watch these games play out now because we're not seeing this normal. Okay, it's Kyler. This is what he's going to do every time. We know what's going to happen. Like he's going to roll out, do this, come back, maybe run, throw a little dump off. But you got David Blau out there tossing deep balls, and and it's just everything was different. Everything was different in the Trace McSorley game. Everything was different in the Colt McCoy game. So seeing these game plans kind of rolled out is a little more interesting in my eyes. But at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to matter for moving into the offseason. It's just going to make a more case or not a more or not of. It's either going to make a case or not have a case against Cliff and his play calling. Well, if you want to keep up with the brilliant mind that came up with, holy cow, it's David Blau throughout the end of this season and throughout the offseason as he covers all Cardinals content for you. Follow at T Drake for sports. You can find all of his work on the Arizona Sports app, ArizonaSports.com, every single day putting up that Cardinals content. You yep. can hear me on the Arizona Sports app and on 98.7 Monday through Friday, 1230 through 530 every 30 minutes, bringing you the latest from the Arizona Sports Desk. You can follow me at Eric Ruby. Follow the show at AZ cards corner give us a five-star review subscribe all that fun stuff from wherever you listen to podcasts and as hard as it might be please just try and if you can't that's okay (laughs) enjoy football enjoy bookmarking tankathon we'll talk to you guys next week (laughs) bookmarking tankathon